Welcome to the Art of Being a Mum podcast, where I, Alison Newman, a singer, songwriter and Aussie mum of two, enjoys honest and inspiring conversations with artists and creators about the joys and issues they've encountered while trying to be a mum and continue to create. You'll hear themes like the mental juggle, changes in identity, how their work's been influenced by motherhood, mum guilt, cultural norms, and we also stray into territory such as the patriarchy, feminism, and capitalism. You can find links to my guests and topics we discuss in the show notes, along with a link to the music played, how to get in touch, and a link to join our supportive and lively community on Instagram. I'll always put a trigger warning if we discuss sensitive topics on the podcast, but if at any time you're concerned about your mental health, I urge you to talk to those around you, reach out to health professionals or seek out resources online. I've compiled a list of international resources which can be accessed on the podcast landing page, alisonnewman.net slash podcast. The Art of Being a Mum would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land and water which this podcast is recorded on as being the Boendick people in the Berrin region of South Australia. I'm working on land that was never ceded. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It's such a pleasure to have you. I've been feeling a bit under the weather, so I've been putting off recording this intro, so I haven't had much of a voice. But today, I'm feeling pretty good. My guest this week is Bethany Kingsley-Garner. Bethany is a ballerina from the UK and a mother to an 18-month-old daughter. Bethany was born in Devon in England and she moved to London as an 11-year-old, leaving her family to train at the Royal Ballet School. She joined the Scottish Ballet in 2007 and was promoted to soloist in 2013 and to principal dancer in 2016. She has been there ever since. Bethany was first drawn to dancing through the music. Her mother would play classic FM at home and she recalls as a three-year-old being moved by the music. She used to follow her sister to ballet lessons and always tried to copy her. Bethany graduated from the Royal Ballet School with honours in 2007 and received the Wire Draw Company Leaders Prize, as well as the April Aldrich Award for Most Dynamic Performer and receiving First Commendation and Young British Dancer of the Year. Throughout her 17 years in Scotland, Bethany has been involved in over 36 productions from Swan Lake to The Nutcracker and recent performances of The Snow Queen and the upcoming tour of the US presenting The Crucible in the role of Elizabeth Proctor. Bethany's also been involved in developing and creating many productions and characters throughout that time. Throughout this episode, you'll hear music from various popular ballet productions, which I can use thanks to my APRA AMCOS mini online licence. I really hope you enjoy today's episode. Bethany, it is such a pleasure to meet you and to welcome you to the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you for coming on. I'm excited to speak to you because in, in the whole time I've been doing this, a couple of years, I've only had one other, and I'm not going to say ballerina because I don't think 
that do you like to be called a ballerina I can be called ballerina you can be okay because um I had um a principal dancer from the Australian ballet and she didn't want to be called a ballerina she just wanted to be called principal dancer so I've had two ballet dancers on my podcast now which is really (laughs) exciting (laughs) so whereabouts are you at the moment I mean paint a picture for the for the listeners I am currently in Scottish Ballet HQ which is in Glasgow in Scotland And we are back in our studios. We are mid-tour of the Stone Queen at the moment. So we are leaving to Newcastle today. Oh, wow. So literally in the thick of it right now. (laughs) Yeah, we're nearly at the end. We started uh, about two months ago. So we're close to the end. And we had 74 shows of the Snow Queen this year. Holy moly. (laughs) Is that how many days a week are you performing that? So we have a performances Wednesday to Saturday and there's three double show days. Wowzers. That's, a, I mean, this is the thing I discovered. I, um, Dana Stevenson, who's the other ballerina I've had on the show, um, she blew my mind with how much work you guys do, like not just the performance but then all of the rehearsing and then like you're rehearsing probably new shows while you're performing the, the show that you're doing. It was like I think she, that's she blew it. my mind. <laughs> carry on. So even yeah. though the show's up on the road, we don't stop then making it better or rehearsing or keeping the stamina up. So mm-hmm. yesterday I still rehearsed for Newcastle this week, even though I've done how many shows? Yeah. Keeping it fresh, yeah. keeping it in the body. Tell us how you first got into dancing. How did you get first into the ballet? Music. Yeah, that was right. my first love. It was my mum used to play uh, classical FM at home. Yeah. And I remember even from the age of about three or four, so my first memories of just feeling something in my veins, in my DNA, of wanting me to move almost out of my control. And that was, I guess, the start of me developing into the ballerina I am today. So I was had a very supportive family who supported me all the way through that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the Royal Ballet School in London at 11. And now I can't even imagine being a mother. Mm. That uh, kind of pain that my family went through, but they knew that that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I graduated with honours in 2007, and then I came straight to Scottish Ballet. But it was a a really beautiful journey. I had a, a I had a lovely time. <laughs> I had a lovely yep. time at board school. I think it's when you're around people that love this art form and around people of the same interests, mm-hmm. then that uh, really makes it. Because before, when you're kind of at a normal uh, primary school you're juggling both you're doing academic you may be only two in your year group that like to dance Mm. so all of a sudden you're put into this world of the whole year group of uh, doing all together so that was really lovely Mm. and you wouldn't have those outside distractions too you'd be like supremely focused on what you want to achieve I mean I'm extremely homesick Mm. 
especially yeah. for the first I say three to maybe four years um yeah. but something kept me there something in my you know my heart my soul I remember counting down the days before the weekend uh every night but I I once I was into it mm-hmm. I was fine yeah so whereabouts it was are you like where were your family in relation to where were you in in you being in London so they are in the South Country, so in Devon. So it's around a drive, around three hours drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and very different countryside, beaches, very rural. And yeah. then kind of you're in the centre of, well, especially the upper school of London. You're in Covent Garden, so you're really in the hustle and bustle. So two very contrasting uh, worlds. Mm. Hey, um, just while you mentioned Devon, is that, I went to London many years ago and we caught a train I'm not very good with this geography. It was a place called Pool. Is that anywhere? Is that Devon? No, we're even further down, so right at the very bottom. You've got Cornwall and then Devon, so it's a, yeah, yeah, right. really the bottom of southwest. Yeah, okay. right. Is it got like big cliffs and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I can I can visualize. I reckon um yeah, nice. I think it might be a popular place for people like making movies and stuff and TV shows because yeah. I swear I've I've seen I've googled it before and yeah like, you would have done yeah, yeah. Did, so you live you've lived up in Scotland since you joined yeah um, so I'm on my going on to my my seventeenth season next year with with wow. Scottish Fine. that's that's awesome I know isn't it wow yeah. and I noticed you haven't really picked up an accent <laughs> no I really haven't I my husband's Scottish and he's yeah, quite broad. Right. No, I really haven't. Not yet. <laughs> Maybe because it's still, I'm still surrounded by not, you know, in our work environment, we don't have really broad Scottish accents. And so maybe mm-hmm. that's why. On the webpage for the Scottish Ballet, your 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 page that features you, there's this amazing photo of you, which I, if you'll let me, I want to share with the listeners in the in a link. Um, you just like it's black and white, and you've like got wings as part of your costume, and you're like you look like this bird of prey basically, and you've got these massive beautiful um, eyes, like really dark makeup, like diamonds on. Oh, it's just stunning. It's just like, whoa. Was that for a role or was that for like a, a photo shoot? That that, that was outfit? for the role of the sylph in Matthew Bourne's Highland Fling. Wow. I'm going to have to that look that really up. That was really amazing photo shoot. I actually managed, you know, I was, I was jumping on a trampoline. Yeah, right. Every time just kind of using my arms like wings and they and they got the perfect Oh, it's just Perfect. stunning. Yeah. It's, it's unreal. I was just, and it like, it like slaps you in the face when, as soon as you come onto your page, you're like, wow, that's incredible. <laughs> um, so as part of your dancing, I guess, in addition to the music and the costumes, there's quite a lot of acting um, and like you t- in, encompassing the character. Do you really enjoy that side of it as well? I love that. There's not, I don't believe there are many uh jobs out there where you can actually transform into someone else for you know a few hours Mm -hmm. yeah and become that kind of emotional connection 
and emotive and then uh, come out of it and go and, and cook dinner and I guess be a mom. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's what uh, makes you into your kind of your depth character as well. You keep uh, digging deeper into roles, especially now that I'm on my, you know, going on to my 17th season. Uh, there's roles that I've done before. Mm-hmm. So that's nice to to keep coming back as now I feel completely different to how I felt, uh, you know, a few years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, before we start talking about your, your transition to motherhood, I really want to ask, um, do you have like some particularly favourite roles that you've played over the years? So the, the most challenging is probably Swan Lake. And I mm-hmm. think that dancers love a challenge <laughs> and the physical challenge but also it's one that you just feel like you have left everything on the stage so you could almost walk off and you could see your blood sweat and tears lying there mm. so you really give everything um one that's very close is uh, the snow queen one we're doing at the moment i was part of the creation process three years ago and it just has a real special place in my heart and i feel uh otherworldly when I perform it really really connected to the work Mm. yeah that's cool do you find with Swan Lake do you feel any sort of pressure because people know it so well like your audience has probably seen it or heard of it before do you feel that pressure to I don't know live up to maybe people's expectations more is probably Nutcracker I actually feel that everyone knows music yep um but no actually I didn't feel that with Swan Lake I felt very much I am this is this one I'm going to be. Mm. Yeah. And I, I felt empowered with that. Mm. Yeah, you bring your own mm. energy and, and your own take on it, I guess. Yeah. I have a daughter, Elizabeth, who is yep. 18 months. She's 18 months. Wow. So how did it go then? And, I, and I'm just going back to, I guess, the previous conversation I've had had with Dana, that you can feel so much pressure as a dancer that your career is going amazing. And it's usually at that same time is when you're in your childbearing years. So it's often a, a real pull of what do you choose to do, I guess. Did you feel anything like that when you were thinking about having your daughter? No. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe awesome. I'm on the I'm on the other end. I feel that I'm 34 now. So maybe I left it to a point where I felt as if I uh had reached a certain level in my career. Mm-hmm. Um there's no you never go into thinking about having a, a child knowing that you'll definitely come back Mm. so I think because you don't know so I think that probably had more of an impact on me than uh kind of where I was uh I mean it was very quick for me to feel that I I I knew I wanted to come back um Mm -hmm. but I always had that at the back of my heart my mind be prepared to have something else in your you know ready if if this wasn't the life you you wanted with your family 
Mm. Did that did that sort of bring you a lot of sadness thinking that you might not go back to dancing? Was that like a really big decision to sort of to think that that might happen? I feel that I will never not want to do it because it's part of who I am. It's it's in my you know I've mentioned faith. It's in my DNA. That's how mm. that's who I feel. But I know that I would like to do something else. Mm-hmm. And I look back and I feel extremely proud of this length of career and what I've given it so far. There will always be sadness mm. because it's something that you've dedicated your life to. But now as a mother, oh, it's... I, I, I feel elated now and so much uh, love for another another life also. Mm, yeah. Did you have it in your head right from the start that you try and come back? I guess yeah. it, did things go well then that you were able to come back when you wanted so to? So I had about, I talked to my director and I had about five different scenarios, A, B, C, D, and E, you know, all... Yeah. Um, because you know respectfully they're also running a business so for a principal dancer to dip out for a a long period of time I would always want to let them know roughly when they're thinking about the planning and Mm -hmm. and um, everything we actually did go with plan a which I was very surprised about (laughs) Um, but I had uh, I think the smooth the birth was ever so smooth yeah the recovery was very smooth so that all went into factors but you you know you have no idea you need that many different scenarios because Mm -hmm. each step of the way something can happen emotional implications of when you're suddenly there with your child of the thought about going back to work Mm, yeah yeah um all those all those things but um I I never really stopped moving and I never mm-hmm. even when she, when I was she was home and maybe two weeks I had her in the sling rocking I used to sign on to you know some ballet classes from home and just enjoy that movement and that bonding time with her I was sharing that world that life she was now in it with me and yeah. that was lovely mm. now that's that is awesome and I think like a lot of the, the mums I have on this show are they're like you that you have something that you love so much like you just think you've got to keep doing it you know it's just part of you and you couldn't you couldn't really imagine not doing it and you sort of find ways to keep doing it and make adjustments you know um, now that you're a mother She obviously knows that mum's a dancer. <laughs> yeah, she does. Actually, she's grown up with that. When she was a few weeks old in my tummy when I was doing class, but yeah, she does. Yeah. Well, she's always by my side. So yeah. we are a touring company. Mm-hmm. So she tours with me. And it's actually quite nice because we kind of get a little bit more time on tour. My hours are less mm-hmm. um, with performing. 
uh, so I'm kind of not in the, the you know in the studio all day and she comes to the theater she maybe watches the end of class I yeah. take her on stage oh. she came to watch a show oh that's awesome yeah. <laughs> and just things like that you know I was sat with her on the set of Snow Queen it's got a beautiful throne and at that moment, when you're in the performance, you're sat there looking into a piece of ice, just about to do the last part of that, the really tough one, you're, the point you're really tired. Mm -hmm. And I had her with me sat there. We just had a picture and I was showing her the, the throne. She was playing with the fur on it. And now I'm on stage and I'm sat there and that's my memory. I have yeah. her there. It's like almost like I could smell her. Like it's yeah. just, And it gives me so much strength. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah oh that's beautiful I got goosebumps when you talk about that like that's <laughs> that's beautiful like she's literally part of that world like yes. she's she's there yeah that's that's wonderful do you feel like it's important to you that she sees what you're doing like I mean I guess at her age she hasn't got this concept of perhaps identity the way we construct it in our minds but she's not you're not just her mum you have a life where you do things just yeah. on your own I always knew and you know very much the same path as Stuart my husband as well that we wanted her to come in to our life but the in a way our life is how it is mm -hmm. because it's the happy it's working it's full of love and I was quite strong on having that connection of who I am in the ballet world, in the, the studio, that she was also in it. I think it's not a great territory when you try and keep them two separately. Because mm -hmm. yep. it, it, I find that I have no uh, kind of stresses or worries because if I need to have her here, then I'll bring her. Mm. If yep. I need to step away, then I will go. And I think it's taking that control and that's, uh, that's my family life and that will come first. So you're talking about you're a touring company. So how far away do you go? Like what sort of a, a an average tour, I suppose? <laughs> so an average tour is not too far. It's about, the, we kind of do the Scottish main cities like Edinburgh, Aberdeen mm -hmm. and Venice, and then we come further down south to Newcastle. Mm -hmm. But we are going to America next year where she will be coming. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, so that'll be fun for that flight. <laughs> <laughs> the toddler um, yeah so we do we tour about three times a year so that's like kind of our main uh bulk of everything mm -hmm. yeah and then the rest of the time you're rehearsing and base, learning yeah, rehearsing and... non-stop always rehearsing always doing ballet class oh yeah that's unreal isn't it do you do you sometimes <laughs> think about your life and think this is amazing that I get to do what I love so much like do you have those moments where you just pinch yeah yourself? but I think of both like mm -hmm. when I put my ballet tights on in the morning I think this is bizarre <laughs> like it, sometimes you know when I look around the room at people early in the morning doing a doing a plie it is a weird <laughs> but wonderful world yeah 
um that it's just mm. acceptable to be wearing lycra all day <laughs> <laughs> and feel comfortable in it i guess yeah um, yeah there's yeah. no judgment <laughs> yeah uh, i love that I like to talk to all my mums on the show about this concept of mum guilt. And I put that in air quotes because I know some people don't feel it and that's awesome. And then others have issues and struggles with it. But I wanted to know what your thoughts were about it. My first emotional reaction to feeling that I wouldn't be with her all the time was when, I mean, we actually had to put her in her own room. We knew it was time. Mm-hmm. and it was I was by her crib she had bedside crib and just crying for so long mm-hmm. the thought of her being on her own three steps away from me yeah. was you know heartbreaking and I guess that's the kind of the process isn't it of uh, finding the, the independence between mother and child mm-hmm. Um, but that was a huge, uh, I, I really was, I guess it took me a little bit of surprise how physical I reacted to that feeling of just, of just pushing or mm-hmm. her having her own space to sleep, yeah. which she absolutely loved. So it was totally on me, nothing <laughs> on her. Yeah. She was fine. Um, then when I first went to the theatre mm-hmm. I had been waiting for this moment for so long of I'm going to be back mm. the smell of the side stage the laying out my changing room and I was in the car I left I so my husband was that she would have been asleep it was late in the evening mm-hmm. we had dinner and I to go for my first dress rehearsal and out, out just out of nowhere in the car vroom. Oh, the tears came <laughs> the tears came and it was I stopped for a minute and thought is this is this what you want to do is this right for her is this right for the, the family everything mm-hmm. and it was just it was all of, I was the only one feeling that Mm. yeah you know she was tucked up at home and I knew that then when I went back the next day well she would when she woke up I would have felt so good (laughs) yeah that I was I managed to to do both Mm. in a in a way that was still no one lost out except for maybe my emotions but I would take that for anything mm. yeah and I think that's how I kind of uh just constantly going back thinking okay it, is this life is this ballet world is this job working for the family is it making us happy and and loving and are she getting the 
we getting the most time together and it always comes back to yes so the <laughs> feelings I'm feeling it and you just take the brunt don't you as well you just go I'll take it mm. yeah. yeah yeah no that's that that's that's really good because I feel like there's no escaping there's no escaping that emotional pull there's no escaping that no. but then I think it's it like gorgeous yes I mean it's what makes us a, a mother isn't it you know yeah. um but then it's that next step of like you could have turned around and gone back home that night, you know, in the car. Oh yeah. But it's like that what we do next, that's that's our bit then we go, righto. And like you said, we we wear that that emotional pain. We go, oh, that, you know, but then we go on and we do it. And like yeah. you said, you felt you you knew you were gonna feel amazing. I knew it. Yeah. 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 It's a funny old thing that that mum guild, isn't it? Someone said yeah. There's a lady I had on the show. I can't remember who it was now, so apologies. But um, she she had this idea that mum guilt was this, it was a innate, ingrained thing from biological evolution that basically made us not forget the child, you know, like yeah. it was just, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it was just something that had to be in us to make us, you know, not leave it out where it could be in danger, you know. Yeah in the yeah. I don't know in the uh, caveman days or something you know like something <laughs> like that <laughs> oh dear but no You're listening to The Art of Being a Mum with my mum, Alison Newman. The, another thing I like to really chat about is is the changes in our own identity when, when we become a mum. How did you cope with that? Now, I'm a very different person, but I didn't see that, I didn't feel the change. It just happened. And the difference is, is... I definitely know who I am. I think when you go through something that's like a, a childbirth and it's uh, you, you're, you're just giving everything and you're not thinking, it's not you in that moment, it's not you in that time, it's you're giving, you reach a point in your life they're very, you know, the people which have been able to have this amazing thing happen to them. Very rarely are you at that point where you would do anything. Mm. You're doing everything to have a this uh, this birth, and just I think more. I I use the word empowered but not in a way of, yeah, gritty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's in a way of uh, mothering of, of uh, embodied and, and gathering. I feel the strength from everything that I'm, I'm doing. I can arrive at work and I've been up six hours, just silly things, but it yeah. makes you feel like, okay, I'm a, I'm, I'm okay today. I'm, mm. uh, I'm, what well, you know is is everything settled and happy and so that, that's how I feel and nothing to lose I now have nothing mm. to lose yeah because I, I'm doing this for 
myself for her and yeah mm, i love that that's really that's a really good way of putting it So before we talked about that you've done a couple, some roles that you've done more than once, and yeah. I wanted to take you back to that about, and you said how when you're at diff, different stages in your life, have you had any sort of times where you've been very conscious of the fact that now that you are a mother, that you approach the roles differently, or is it just something that happens with time? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't prep you for this one. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is a great question. My first season back, I did uh, the ballet called My a Scandal at Myling. And I played two roles. Mm-hmm. And one of the roles was a bride that actually was a, you know, it was a bedroom scene, but it was extremely rough and violent. Right. And this is my first season back. Yeah, right. After... So I felt a lot more in tune of where I was being touched. Mm, right. And um, whereas pre-birth, I guess, physically, I would have just ran into things, not even second thought, oh, and then it was, oh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It was a little bit more... Um, a tentative I wasn't in my own skin yet now I am mm-hmm. but this you know you're talking maybe seven months after birth mm. so yep. you're yep. really like is my leg coming with me or is it still on the other side of the room <laughs> yeah on the floor today or are they going to be tucked in like it was really sort of <laughs> but I yeah. had heart and soul in it but yeah um so f- physically that's I'm not as carefree as I was with my body, mm-hmm. letting it maybe also fight or flight mode. I'm yeah. a little bit nervous being lifted. Mm-hmm. I never used to. Yeah, right. <laughs> but now I have something to seriously not get injured for. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? There's a bigger, there's a bigger picture. <laughs> you say yeah. sometimes mother suddenly gets scared of flying or, you know, heights. And it's that similar thing of uh, I'm a bit more careful with myself. Mm. That's yeah, a really that's... that's a really cool observation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess if you weren't in a in a situation where you were really chucked around and you might not ever uh, notice, but it's just things like when you're crossing the road by yourself or when you're crossing the road with your child, you're very different. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. That's or can I make the lights? Or, yeah. nope we're gonna wait for the green man you know yeah that's it. So it, it i think it's that similar thing but she was in me even though she wasn't in the studio at the time just as i was uh getting back so that's the main shift i felt mm. yeah that, that, that's really cool i think there's a lot of us that um may or may not be able to relate to that because it's probably the, the level of um, <laughs> physicality that some of us may or may not have but that's a really cool observation I really like that um 
I also wanted to ask, how did you find, you know, when you're pregnant and you get that, like, I can't think what the thing is. It's like elastin or something happens in your hormones release these yeah, things yeah, that make you more flick. What's it called? Relaxatin. Relaxatin. Yeah. Did that change yeah. your yes. your body heat? And it took so long to go. Yeah, right. <laughs> so where I, uh, I think you just feel more gooey. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're carrying, you're, so you want, you don't want the body to be whole, stiff. You want it to be uh, looser. I felt it a lot at the back of my knees. So yeah, when we straighten right. our knees, normally they would kind of lock. And I had so much still in. Still, when I was back, about seven months, that my legs were a bit like chicken legs. They were still yeah. sort of um, re- rebounding back. Yeah, right. And structurally you know my physical shape has changed probably not to you know an audience member mm-hmm. but to my own and maybe the people closest around me it's that hip structure it's the the widening the rib cage you know when you go through something like breastfeeding mm-hmm. it's the, the more broad you get in there yeah mm. yeah and that's yeah, and and being doing something that you you're so aware of your body, right. it'd be interesting to to see those little nuance changes and yeah. Well, I did a lot of them. I worked with my physio through the whole time, mm-hmm. um, but just that was really interesting. Just Ooh. working on things like uh, my turnout. So you know, in, in dance classical ballet, the main thing is we have to rotate from the tops of our legs. Mm-hmm. Well, if my pelvis changes just a, a tiny bit how will that uh how will Ooh. that tweak that yeah. yeah yeah that's all very interesting isn't it <laughs> yeah. oh, i find it really fun I guess, um, yeah, something else I've started talking to mums about lately, especially mums who, you know, have, who work, it, use their art as, you know, a career. When you were growing up, what sort of role modelling um, did you have from from your own upbringing about what a mother could look like, what your sort of options were as a, as a mother, I guess? Mm-hmm. So my mum was so passionate, so passionate to... Uh, let us fulfill our dreams yeah and confidence building and I think I can see myself now with uh, Elizabeth just imparting little things I know you can do you know walking you can do it I know you can Mm. Um, so I had uh, that kind of structure and I had an older sister Mm -hmm. Um, who was very, very musical, but very uh, outgoing and confident. So I think those those things in your life they they rub off on you. Mm. Yeah, um, they rub, they run up on you. And then I guess in the kind of 
artistic world. There were just so many, so many dancers uh, from the Royal Ballet that you used to watch and see teachers who used to impart little words of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a little bit of teaching now and it can make or break students. Mm. And that's, you know, a, such a powerful role of being a teacher, um, especially when you're maybe a, more of a vulnerable age as a child where you hold on to every word. I think we can probably all remember a praise and we can all remember a negative mm. yep. thing that has, you know, it's so important. Um, and definitely you think about that when you're raising a child of the, you know, the implications of words and mm. and the, what they will pick up on so important mm. yeah it's pretty powerful isn't it because yeah. I think a lot of time we sort of we might use a term as a throwaway term or say something we don't necessarily mean but that's what your child mm. hears and then they yeah. hold on to that yeah so yeah it's yeah. when when you just said about you'll always remember a praise and a you know a negative comment straight away I just went I went back to little Alison doing singing lessons. Like I just straight away back to that space. Like it's, yeah, it's. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Stuff I haven't thought about for years now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bethany. That's another conversation. <laughs> oh, dear. I'll leave that there. So tell us where you're going. We will be going on to our spring season, mm-hmm. which is um, the Tennessee Williams story of a streetcar named Desire. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I love that. So, um, it is a, a ballet that we have done before. We we actually created it as Scottish ballet a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm revisiting it, which is going to be so lovely. Um, I love a story ballet. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, and then we will be touring that in the spring around to Aberdeen in Venice, mm-hmm. Edinburgh, and Glasgow. And the spring season is always the nicest because of the blossoms and the blooms and the mm-hmm. the weather just starts to. I mean, Scotland it's not always great, but it just starts to free up the frost. Yeah, and you get the blue skies. Um, and then we will be preparing for our American tour. Mm-hmm. in May, which is to Washington, Charleston and Nashville. Oh, exciting. And will that be the same show that you'll tour? No, that is uh, The Crucible. So another story oh, ballet. Yeah, right. It's funny. We were just talking about that today. Sorry, on a completely different, I've just gone completely off time. I was just talking about that today with my son. Yeah. Because it's something so came up I in am... the witch trials. Yeah. Get yeah, to sorry, play go on. Uh, Elizabeth Proctor. Oh, yeah. Pregnant. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, you know, I, I couldn't play a more authentic role, really. Um, <laughs> a mother, it's just lovely. Oh, how exciting. Have you done that one before? Or is that a new one yeah. for you? Um, yeah, right. I actually created a, uh, Elizabeth Proctor around, I think it was about four years ago. 
and I have performed it now being a man we performed it back in London mm-hmm. um but yeah so this will be my second time now oh lovely Oh, that's yeah. exciting. So I'll put um, some links in the show notes where people can okay. check out where you guys are. And if you're in the neck of the woods, go say hello. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. should just sometimes just pat themselves on the back and be like you're awesome (laughs) yeah Um, but I think to your friends who maybe don't have children I think it's it's a really lovely trait that you know they try and you keep those conversations and you try and understand and still meant bringing your children into because that's also another huge dynamic shift Mm. I'm actually the only dancer in the company currently with their child yeah right um so just just things like that but I don't feel it's a because she's constantly in the conversation or they ask Mm. and I think keeping things like that open is important Mm. yeah she's a part of it it's not it's not like this this taboo subject that we don't talk about with Bethany because you know it's she's she's a part of it all yeah oh thank you so much for coming on like it's just been so lovely chatting to you and um, all the best with your dancing and on your tour and everything and I'll um yeah I'll keep I'll keep my eye out for you if you ever come to Australia (laughs) I know I'd love that well please I mean I will keep you know on social media with you and if there's anything else you know from a a UK tie-in I'm here and I'm for you and yeah Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for your company today. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd love you to consider leaving us a review, following or subscribing to the podcast, or even sharing it with a friend you think might be interested. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast, please get in touch with us via the link in the show notes. I'll catch you again next week for another chat with an artistic mum.